الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم حسب الناس أن يتركوا أن يقولوا آمنا وهم لا يفتنون ولا قد فتن الذين من قبلهم فلا يعلمن الله الذين صدقوا ولا يعلمن الكاذبين أم حسب الذين يعملون سيئات أن يسبقون ساء ما يحكمون سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون صنابنا عد المصرين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم whenever you make a big claim it's usually going to be tested and um, this applies universally if for instance you are applying for I don't know let's say graduate school and uh, on the application you write on there that you volunteered at a children's orphanage right um, they may ask you, you know, what was your experience like they might let it go because it's not unreasonable if you write on your application that I won the Nobel Prize right and it's not like common knowledge they're gonna like look into it a little bit and question like what really Nobel Prize like how come I didn't hear about this like who are you and things like that right it's gonna be scrutinized a little bit more um, if you have let's say you have a car and it's an unmarked car you've taken off all the signs and everything and you tell everyone around you that yeah you know I, I drive an Aston Martin or a Bugatti it's uh, versus if you tell them oh this is a Honda I just took off all the labels it, th no one's really gonna care if it's a Honda but if you're making a big claim that this is actually made by the same designer who made, you know, a Bugatti or, I don't know, an Aston Martin, uh, then it's really going to be scrutinized. Really prove it, you know, like, uh, you know, let's put it to the test. Let's see how it drives. Let's see, you know, what, uh, what it's really about. So uh, this is uh, how things are tested in this world, right? That if you really, if you're making a big claim, you can expect that you're going to be scrutinized and tested to that degree as well. And this... Uh, applies in our deen as well and the basis of this is uh, it, well in many places in one is in uh, the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about those people who make this claim of amanna right make the claim of amanna now what what's the claim of amanna literally it means that you know we believe or I believe now compared to any other claim that we can make in this world uh, amanna is a very or that I believe in Allah that's a very weighty claim it's a very weighty claim right you could you know you could have won the Nobel Prize and make that claim but really I mean uh, ultimately I mean believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far more valuable and weighty right it's a bigger claim right it has it carries more weight let's put it that way it carries more weight ultimately it carries more weight you can make a claim that you have that you have a billion dollars right I mean uh, that's fine, but it, it's not that weighty. It's a weighty claim from a dunyawi standpoint, from from a from the grand scheme of things. It's not that weighty of a claim, but to make the claim that I believe in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, that's as weighty as it gets. Why? Because that is the distinction between people that will enter into Jannah and people that will eventually enter into Jahannam. Right? That distinction has to be made. That a subset of people are going to go into Jannah for all of eternity, and a subset of people are going to go into Jahannam for all of eternity. So when that distinction has to be made on the Day of Judgment, then the distinction is going to be based on belief in Allah. So if you're claiming that I'm someone who should belong in Jannah, that's a very weighty claim. 
It's a very weighty claim, more weighty than any other claim that we can make in this world. So when a person wants to make that claim that I believe in Allah, and it's not a proclamation, right? Even if it's just you and your, in, in the way you communicate with Allah or in the way that you communicate in general, when you're making this, when you are assigning yourself this, um, this, uh, this belief in Allah, um, then it has to be proven in some way. It has to be proven in some way. It has to be scrutinized. Now, who has to scrutinize it? It doesn't have to be the person in front of you, the person next to you. It doesn't be your parents or society or your teacher at school or, you know, your colleague at work. Really, I mean, that really doesn't matter, right? I mean, if, if, they, if someone believes you, that you believe or don't believe, it really doesn't really matter, right? But who, who re- really scrutinizes this statement of, I believe in Allah? None other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test uh, or is going to question this. You're making this claim that you should be from the inhabitants of Jannah for all of eternity? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Are you really you know, built the way you claim you're built? You know, are you built like a $20,000 car or are you built like something valuable like a $2 million car? Let's really see. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the Quran? Right, in the beginning of Ankabut, Allah Ta'ala says, أَحَسِبَ النَّاسِ أَن يُتْرَكُوا أَن يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ Do people think, do people think, أَن يُتْرَكُوا أَن يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا That they'll be left alone when they make this statement, أَن يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا That we believe in Allah, or that we believe. Is it sufficient to make that statement and then say, you know, we could be left alone. I'm a believer, you don't have to scrutinize me. You know, I'm... I'm, uh, I have this value, but don't worry. I'm a billionaire. Don't question if I'm a billionaire or not. Right? Because Iman has a value of more than a, more than a billionaire. Iman has a value of more than, uh, uh, more than anything you can acquire in this world. I'm an inhabitant of Jannah, but don't scrutinize me. Leave me alone. Right? Allah Ta'ala says, do you think that you could just be left alone by making this claim in the statement? Uh, and that you won't be tested? That this, this statement, this claim will not be questioned or scrutinized? That you could just make this claim that I'm an inhabitant or I'm someone of Jannah and I believe in Allah and I'm not going to be tested. Right? So this is a very important principle for us to understand that once we've adopted, really, okay, once we've adopted uh, Islam as our cloak, once we've made this decision that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our protector and that we believe in him and he's, a, he's our master and the Prophet is his messenger, once we've decided to make this conscious decision to adopt this, then be prepared. Because this claim is, is not going to go unchecked. You can't just make this claim and think that you can end up you know, as, as successful on the Day of Judgment. Be ready. Be ready to face a lot of fitan and trials. Be ready to face a lot of fitan and trials. Uh, right? If you think that you know, you're just going to be left alone, don't forget that we tested the people that came before. We tested the people that came before. And many a times Allah Ta'ala makes this reference. That look, don't, don't think that um, we're isolating you. Don't think that you're being picked on. Meaning you yourself as an individual or you, the community that you're a part of. Don't think that we're selectively choosing you to test. We've tested people before. Since the beginning of time, we've tested people. Since the time of Adam, you know, the first human being, since that time, we've tested so if we were testing from that time and all those people, we're certainly going to test you. We tested those people that came before. 
for what purpose? So that surely, right, verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can can know uh, who is truthful. So that he can know who's actually just making this false claim. Right? Because Look, there's a lot of perks and benefits to being, you know, quote-unquote Muslim, right? Number one, we just mentioned Jannah, right? Like, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big perk, right? It doesn't get really much better than that. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see that if we're making this claim, are we really true to our word? I mean, are we, do we believe in Allah? When we say we believe in Allah, are we truthful inside out? I mean, is, our, is, our, is that belief manifested inwardly and outwardly? Are we just kind of saying it as lip service because we know that it'll, it'll serve as a protection for us maybe in this world and, and most certainly in the hereafter, right? Uh, so the important thing to recognize is that, look, everyone that believes, really every human being, not just everyone that believes, every human being is tested by Allah. Every human being is tested by Allah. And in particular, the believers are tested by Allah Ta'ala even more because there's something really there to scrutinize and to question. Let me put you to the test. Let's take this car on the road and see, you know, does it actually go zero to 60 in, in, in a second and a half? You know, or is it is it not really what you're saying it is? So it's important to appreciate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests every single human being and every single believer in particular. And it's important to understand because we often look at the other person and we think that they're going through a difficulty or a trial or a fitna. Uh, sorry, we, we often think that we're going through a difficulty and a trial and a fitna, and everything else around us is, is rosy and perfect. That why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing me in particular, but yet He's not testing, you know, X and Y and Z? In every situation, you look, the grass always looks greener on the other side. The grass is always greener on the other side. But this ayah brings some, um, brings some uh, confirmation to us that, look, Tests are the control, they're not the variable. Meaning, it isn't that some people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests and some people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't test. The variable, the control is that everyone is going to go through tests. And those tests will vary by location, by place, by time, by circumstance. But don't doubt that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing every single person. Yet yeah, maybe at this present moment, at this exact time, you're being tested in a certain way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not testing somebody else. But rest assured, someone else is going to be tested. Right? Rest assured that everyone is going to be tested, and everyone is going to be challenged, and everyone's going to be scrutinized. And that test comes in so many ways, and sometimes it comes in the form of, of health. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test a person's health. Right? Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you an illness and you're wondering, how, why in the world did I get this illness? I'm looking at the 25 people around me that I interact with and no one has this, you know, this genetic disease disorder. No one has this. I'm only you know, 35 years old. How in the world did I get this? Right? Sometimes it's in the form of, of, of health. Uh, sometimes in the form of wealth, you know, like I see people around me, I've struggled, I went through school, I, did, I put all this effort in, and look, this person who, basi who basically barely got through high school is now making, you know, a million dollars. How is it? You know, how is it that I'm the one that's having to, go, go this difficult, having to go through this difficulty? So when we look around, we always see that everything else is better, right, around. But look, that's not the reality of things. Everyone is testing. I'm say, and I say this because just interacting with people, and you see people that are on so many different levels, people that Allah has given wealth to, people that Allah has given health to, you, you interact with them and you find out that really in their own life, there's always something that's a ba major test for them. 
And you wonder, wow, subhanAllah, I wish, I, I mean, I, I never would wish that upon me. When everyone else is looking at that person and saying, I wish I could be that person because they have the most perfect life. You know, when you really find out what's going on deep inside, you're like, wow, Allah, protect me and preserve me from ever becoming, you know, give, 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 from that person. Now, that, that test is sometimes in the form of absence of some things, right? So sometimes in the form of absence of, of health that, you know, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me this disease, right? Uh, and he's only, and I'm, I'm one of the few people that have it and it's very difficult right. to accept, right? But sometimes tests are in the form of um, the presence of things. Sometimes in, they're in the form of absence of things. So don't think that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen to just to give you health, that your health is not a test for you. In fact, your health is a, maybe a bigger test for you. What do I mean by that? Meaning that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps you healthy, there's an expectation behind, behind that health. That with that health, you're going to use that in the service of Allah, right? You're going to use that to pray consistently and regularly. If a person has a, uh, has a disease or a disorder where they aren't able to pray, right, on, a, on time, right? For maybe they have some sort of disease in that way then that test of salah is much easier upon them. But if a person has good health, now guess what? On the Day of Judgment, they have to answer to all of that time that they spent with good health. Same thing with wealth, right? That some people, Allah Ta'ala tests with low, with, with decrease, with, with a decrease in their wealth. They either lose their money or they just have a hard time getting money. And that's their test. And we think that, wow, look at the people that have a lot of money. They're not being tested by Allah. They're really just getting whatever they want. They can spend it however they want. Yeah, that, that may be true in this world, but on the Day of Judgment, that wealth will actually be a test for them. So everything that Allah Ta'ala gives us, even in its, whether it be in its absence or its presence, it's going to be a test. Either it'll be a test for us in this world, or it'll be a test for us in the Akhirah. So if Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala gives us wealth in this world, then most certainly that's going to be a test for us in the Akhirah. Well, how did you spend that wealth? If a person, for instance, has $2 million in their bank account, Right? And a person has you know, $200 in the bank account. Yet in this world, the one with $200 is struggling a bit more. Right? And the one with $2 million, perhaps you know, they're not struggling as much, although you could question that as well. On the Day of Judgment, the person that has $2 million in their account is having to answer for every single penny of those $2 million. How did they earn it and how did they spend it? That's a test. That's a fitna for them. And the person who has $200, their hisab is going to be done very quickly. $200, okay, you spent it here, earned it here. Okay, you, know, you believe you're in Jannah. I mean, the test is, is easier. So, everyone is tested by Allah. And we can't uh, be fooled to think that, look, I'm the one that's being tested most. Or that so-and-so doesn't ever get tested. Everyone is tested by Allah. The control is that everyone is tested. The variable is how that person is tested. Sometimes it's in the form of relationships. And this is one of the more difficult things to understand. Sometimes people are tested with children, right? You're tested with not being able to have a child. The person's wondering, like, man, subhanAllah, everyone else is having children, why can't I have a child, right? And then on the flip side, there are people who have many children and, they're, and, and their children are treating them inappropriately. When they're wishing, wow, I wish I never had kids to begin with, right? That's what they're, they're really genuinely making those sorts of statements, right? So the person's, one person's test is the test of not being able to have a child. The other person's test is actually having children, right? Is the person actually having to, and that becomes that person's test. You know, for some people, it's the relationship with parents. There are people who are tested by losing a, ch a parent when, when, they're, when they're young. And they're thinking, wow, how, how am I going to deal with this? Everyone else has a dad, and, you know, I don't have a dad. Everyone else has a mom, and I grew up without, having, without, without a mom, without the experience of having a mother. How difficult. I'm the one that's being tested. But then the person who has parents, they're tested as well. They're tested by uh, the parents themselves and what the parents say to them and how they have to respond properly to their parents. That's a major test. Right? And, and, and so everyone's test is there. 
and in every and and the we shouldn't question where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala places our test. We should accept that. Look, these tests are from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It's not up to me to decide which test Allah Ta'ala gave me. I just have to accept that Allah Ta'ala is constantly testing me. You know, I give the example, for instance, of, of having wealth, right? And if Allah Ta'ala has chosen to give you like a, whatever, a good, stable income that's, uh, or, or, or maybe you, I don't know, somehow acquired, inherited a lot of money. You know, um, sometimes you look at the other communities around, you wonder like, wow, like they just get to, life is easy for them, right? But even in that, there's a test. You know, Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an that for those people that have been given whatever they want in this world, let them enjoy for a little bit in this world. Right? This, this is one of those ayahs in the Qur'an that really should just ingrain within you. Whenever you're, whenever you're looking at the dunya of, of people that don't believe and you're wondering like, why do, they, why do they get this and why do they get that? That's a test from Allah. He's saying, you know what? For the believer, for this believer, I'm going to hold back, withdraw a little bit. I'm going to squeeze you a little bit so that I can make sure that you're, you are a true believer and your belief isn't dependent upon the good things that I've given you. For those people that don't believe in Allah, you know what? Take the dunya. What does it matter? You know? Just enjoy it for a little bit. Then eventually your destination will be to be thrown into the fire of hell. That's that person's test. That's that person's test. Uh, Even in the ayah that I recited earlier, do you think that you can make this claim that uh, we believe, that I believe, uh, and that I won't be tested? That we've tested the people before you. So that Allah Ta'ala can see who's really true to their word. And those people that are just lip service and claim to believe in Allah, but really in their heart there's nothing. It's emptiness. And then Allah Ta'ala says, do you think that you could just um, that you could perform sins سيئات, that you could perform sins uh, so that you could try to get away and get ahead of Allah right that's such an amazing statement like there are people who think the people where there are some people who maybe have uh, that are getting the dunya right they're Health is good, wealth is good, they're living, they're living life like comfortably, right? But what happens to those people? A lot of times they're just involved in, in sins, right? They're just disobedience to Allah. And in their mind, they're thinking that they can hide in their dunya. That let me just ignore the ignore, ignore, because everything's good for now. So let me just keep ignoring it. And Allah Ta'ala says, Do you think that you can just perform sins? So that you can like you think you could just get ahead of Allah Ta'ala or escape from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's a terrible judgment you've made. There's a terrible judgment you've made. Now, the point of this discussion is is to is is multi is is a couple of main points. Number one is that look at every given moment in time, Allah Taala is testing us. Right now, Allah Taala is testing us. We had an option of sitting at home and you know whatever, sitting on the computer and watching YouTube, or we had the option of coming to the masjid and praying the Asr prayer right now. Right? That, that, this time was a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, that was a test. 
at every given moment in time, Allah Ta'ala is testing us. Sometimes He's testing us with wealth, sometimes with health, sometimes with children, sometimes with parents, sometimes with friends, sometimes with work, sometimes with school. At every given moment, Allah Ta'ala is testing us. And in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala mentions these tests in so many ways. Sometimes they're in the form of a musibah, right? Allah Ta'ala says, Ma asabakum min musibah, when Allah Ta'ala sends this musibah upon you. Sometimes it's in the form of bala' sometimes it's in the form um, sometimes it's in the form of a fitna right that Allah Ta'ala is not going to test you so there's many different ways that Allah Ta'ala tests but rest assured that at every given moment Allah Ta'ala is testing us right Allah every single moment Allah Ta'ala says. the second point to recognize is that no one is spared from tests of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala no one is spared from this it might look that my test is unique and that um, really I'm the one that's going through difficulty and why is so-and-so's life so great and why do I look or why do I read all these people's stories on uh, online and on social media and I see how perfect their lives are and all the places they're traveling and all the food they get to eat and all the wealth they're getting to enjoy and how happy they look with their smiles and right sometimes we wonder but those people are tested as well right the control is that every human being, and in particular every believer, is tested. And if you really dug into their lives, you would see what their tests are like. If you found out what they were going through in their mind and in their own life, you'd be like, wow, Allah protect me from that test. Right? So every, the variable is the type of test and where that test lies and in what circumstance it occurs, whether it's some people, it's their health, some people, it's their family, some people, it's their work, some people, it's their school, some people, it's whatever. As long as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not testing us in our deen, it shouldn't matter. What do I mean by that? Look, dunya we tests are going to come and go. And the purpose is to see how strong we are in our faith. This is the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Look, it's easy to, to be Muslim and have life be perfect for you. But if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala squeezes you a bit, right? And sees that, look, if, if these few things are taken away from you. Are you still going to believe in Allah or is your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dependent upon the so-called blessings that He's given? Is that what it's dependent on? So it's normal to be squeezed by Allah and expect it to happen if it hasn't happened yet. And it can happen in extreme forms. And the more a person wants from their deen, they can expect to be squeezed even more. Which is why the Prophet said in a hadith, uh, the ashadul bala, um, uh, that the most tested people are, those, are the anbiya. And then the salihun, those people that are righteous. And then, ثُمَّ الْأَمْثَلِ ثُمَّ الْأَمْثَلِ And then, and then after that, and subsequent, and subsequent, and subsequent. Meaning, if you're wanting to get more from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test this desire is through more tests your way. So, the sec the, really, the second point is that uh, the control is to be tested. The control is to be tested. The variable is what that test is, but what does it matter what that test is? Just, if you don't see a test for a test, that's the problem. It doesn't really matter what the test is. You just have to see a test as a test and recognize that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what the believer does. They look at life and they think that, look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing me at every moment in time. Whether that test be something he's taken away from me or something that he's given me. Whether that test be time, whether that test be dunya, whether that test be whatever. As long as he's not testing my deen and he's taking away aspects of my deen, then I'm okay with it. Then I'm okay with it. And if we come to this acceptance that Allah Ta'ala's design is to test the believers, then it will make us more content in our life. Frustration in this world occurs when a person has expectations of how they want this life to go. 
right? That's if you have an expectation of how you want this life to go and that expectation is not met, that's what builds frustration. If you have expectation from a relationship that my husband should be this way, my wife should be this way, my parents should be this way, and then they don't fill that, uh, they, they don't meet that expectation, that builds frustration. If, if you have an expectation that you're going to you know, earn, earn a certain amount of money uh, or do a certain way in school, and then you don't, that builds frustration. So same thing with this dunya as well. If we have an expectation that things are going to be smooth for us, then we'll be frustrated when things get rough. But if we expect that, you know, if, if, our, if, if, we have, if we don't have any expectations and we say, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can test me however he chooses to test me. And, and any difficulty that comes my way, I realize that this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It makes it a lot more palatable and it makes it, more, uh, it makes it easier to swallow. It makes it easier to go through life. Because you, you stop becoming frustrated with every little thing that comes and say, why is this happening? Why? why? Relax. This is from Allah. This is from Allah. He's choosing to test you in this way. Just accept it. Just accept it. No one's spared. No one's spared. It's always easier to look at someone else and say, wow, what a great life. Wow, they're not tested. But no one's spared from the test of Allah. No one's spared from the test of Allah. The prophets weren't spared. The people of piety have not been spared. No believer will ever be spared. Recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test us. And our response is to accept that test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just simply focus on pleasing Him. You know, it's interesting because one time I had a very lengthy, detailed discussion with my, with my sheikh about like um, tests and difficulties and trials and tribulations. And maybe we could talk about this at a different time, but like the different types of tribulations that come and that there's expansiveness and there's um, there's qabd and there's bath and there's bala and there's all these different components of difficulties and challenges. And what was interesting is that uh, he said that, you know, the, the summary of everything is that, uh, sorry, that the solution for everything is that a person just has to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, you can have this very fancy academic discussion about tests and what the differences of the tests are and who gets tested and what can help prevent tests. You can have all of these discussions, but what it ultimately boils down to, the solution for all of the challenges that a person faces in this world, is simply that they remain firm and turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and, and that's, that's, the, that's the summary of everything. That my focus is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, he chooses to test me. I'm his servant. If he chooses not to test me on one thing, then I ask that he, you know, then I ask that he not test me in this for this on the day of judgment. But I'm Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's servant. Whatever he does to me, he does to me. My focus is on uh, pleasing him and pleasing him alone and becoming closer to him uh, and being patient through any difficulty that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives me. So may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala allow us to appreciate the 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 uh, the, the the value of tests in this world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to accept that every moment is a test from him. And may he subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to become content uh, and not frustrated with the difficulties and challenges that he may uh, place before us. And may he subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us in particular from any fitnas uh, or any difficulties uh, on the day of judgment. Wa akhira da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.